Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Your attention, please. The Disneyland Limited, now leaving for a grand circle tour of the Magic Kingdom. Tonight, we're going to share a wonderful dream come true together. In 1955, an amazing man named Walt Disney dreamt of a magic kingdom. Happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Everybody, welcome to another episode of All Aboard the Disneyland Railroad. We are a Disneyland resort-based podcast in which we hop onto the railroad every single week and it takes us to a different part of the Disneyland resort. I am Jungle Cruiser, sitting next to my co-host in crime here, Hyperspace Mountaineer. <laughs> How's it going? It's so hard to say. It's going, you know, it's going great. I can't wait for this episode. This is it been anticipated for the last at least 2 weeks for us. For us for special for some of our listeners, some of the fans. Uh, and I'll get into that in a second, but I got uh, shout-outs like every other every other week now. Uh, from Instagram, we have on our Von Roll episode, uh, let's see, Frantel, Fractal Music. Sorry, I read that wrong. Clap hands. It's kind of a comment. We appreciate that. Um, Disneyland Skyway Station fan. Uh, we He had a couple of questions for Von Roll, but um, he, he listened and said, Thank you. I just finished listening. Can't believe the front panel was saved. That was my favorite piece. I can finally come to closure. Nice. I'm glad we could help you with that. And Von Roll, uh, Rob, we do thank you for um, being on the show and answering all those questions as well. Um, let's see. Henrik Legan. Sorry if I read the names wrong. I really I do apologize. Uh, put a little emoji with the guy with his hands up. I'm guessing that's like a roller coaster thing or even you're on the skyway and your hands can go up. Um, not anyone can see me, but I just did the motion here in the studio. <laughs> Put my hands up. <laughs> um, another picture we had from Instagram, the one I posted of the... What was that guy's name? I, I know I posted it. Mm. can't think of his name right now. I, I, the, I forget. He's from the Haunted Mansion. He was in the Disneyana vault with that safe. With the dog. With the dog. He has a name. I just can't think of it right off the top of my head. Um, I did look him up. We have Pat. Um, if you, even if you guys do know, let me know. I'm just I'll, I'll, after we, I get done recording, I will remember his name. So um, the guy with the, the purple hat, which is really cool. Just uh, Pat from Instagram writes, "Nice, I love that one." So uh, oh yeah, and also Disneyland Times. He just oh Disneyland Times and I were talking about hashtags on Instagram. They were not working for a little while, hmm. so him and I were going back and forth trying to get the hashtags to work. But then I realized uh, Instagram was having like a an issue on there, worldwide issue or something like that. So after a day or two, they were back up, and yeah, he he was helping me out with that. Um, we have on our throwback, which I'm going to do every other Thursday, the Matterhorn Bobsled episode two, 
So I just wrote, here's a throwback to our episode, to our second episode, and the link. We have, um, I am Pishley writes nice. We do appreciate that. And if you haven't heard that episode, go back and check it out. But, uh, that's all I got for shout outs. Actually, no, we have, we have one more. Sorry. Sorry. From Facebook on our, our Von Roll episode, The Skyway 2, James Morton writes, really great episode. Um, it sure was great to hear Rob and his knowledge of the Skyway. It really was. Um, I think it would be great to have the Skyway run from Disneyland to California Adventure. That's a great idea. <laughs> that though. would be I mean, awesome. That would be cool. But that would be like the same thing as doing the monorail. Yeah. Having a monorail station, you'd have to have the park hopper and yep. couldn't get off. But it, it would... Or it, it could would, be, you know, back and, you know, forth. Then the line would get really long. We, uh, they could figure, they could reincorporate it and people would love it. So, uh, yeah. Um, that's all I got for shout-outs, and uh, yeah, you're up, sir. Yeah, so uh, we're going to talk about the Disneyland Inside Out app, as we do every week. Um, if you haven't gotten that yet, check it out on your App Store, either the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Um, it's very helpful if you're uh, booking a vacation anytime soon or uh, want to chat on the app. Check out the discussion board section. Uh, check out our post, get a shout-out, comment on our uh, our post, and we'll, we'll shout you out on the show. That's a good way to get... an. Um, talked about on the show or mentioned on the show um so visit that section you can also talk with other people on the app um so yeah great section that's kind of how we started with the app and uh great great section uh a section that i use most is the hours and schedule section um like i said if you're booking a vacation anytime soon type in the date that you're looking to go and you can see the hours that the park's going to be open the attendance estimates uh show schedules times any uh traction closures things like that uh so check out that also, check out the Magical Partners Travel section. If you're looking to book a vacation anytime soon, check them out. They're uh, booking or they're uh, offering free quotes for anybody who's looking to book. Um, you can also check them out at MagicalPartnersTravel.com. Um, get that eye on the price guarantee and tell them all the board sent you. No doubt. Um, I'm excited about this episode. Excited, and I'm a little nervous too, but I think it's going to be great. Um, I put it out there about a week and a half ago or so, and we're going to go talk to the genie. From I keep saying the genie, it's genie. We're gonna go talk to genie, uh, Dylan White from Aladdin, a musical spectacular, and we had a lot of questions from the listeners uh, and fans of his, uh, or just fans of the show as well. So uh, um, I cannot wait to go talk to him. So uh, without further ado, the moment everyone's been waiting for, uh, we're about to get on the railroad to go talk to genie. So uh, let's get on the railroad right now. Your attention, please. The Disneyland Limited, now leaving for a Grand Circle Tour of the Magic Kingdom. Howdy folks, welcome aboard the Disneyland Railroad. Today, we are taking a special trip back to the Hyperion Theater at DCA to talk about Aladdin, a musical spectacular. This time, join Jungle Cruiser and Space Mountaineer as they talk with the genie himself, Dylan White, in the special one-on-one interview. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the storytelling.
railroad got us over here to, well, the Hyperion Theater uh, time travel, I guess. We're, we're, we went back in time to uh, Hyperion Theater when Aladdin was there. We have uh, Dylan White here sitting us, with us. He was the most recent uh, genie. So, hey, how you doing, G- how you doing, uh, Dylan? Hey, guys. Good to see you. Or hear you, I guess. <laughs> I almost called you genie, but you know, that's what we're, we're talking about, I guess. So, um, so yeah, uh, you were obviously the genie. Uh, but before we talk about that, we just want to get, get to know you a little bit, or I guess what you're doing now. And um, Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, since the show closed, I've, uh, you know, like the rest of the cast, we've all gone on to do several other things. I'm still performing where I can. I do uh, stand-up comedy on occasion. Um, uh, I've been spending my summer at Knott's Berry Farm as the uh, ringmaster in the Circus of Wonders. Nice. Which okay. is just going to be a stump. It's just going to be a summer show, but uh, that's been a lot of fun. Um, I've been spending some time up at Universal Studios at, as the conductor of the Hogwarts Express in the Wizard World of Harry Potter, and uh, working on actually my next book. Oh, nice! I saw, yeah, I saw the, some of the pictures. It was the uh, the Birdcage Theater. I saw in the background for the- right. Uh, yeah, that's where we were. That's where we we're doing just like a couple of the rehearsals and stuff. But they built a whole new stage in like the middle of the park where the old uh, Calico stage used to be. They tore that down and built like a really big stage out there and they're going to start using that for more stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Because we're from Arizona and Tombstone is a, that's, I mean, that's what reminds me of the Birdcage Theater. Was that, that was oh, yeah. Cool. Right. Yeah, that's one of those famous theaters in, in Arizona, so I guess that's right. So, um, so you said you uh, do some stand-up at, at different places around, uh, you live in the LA area, is that right? Uh, yeah, I'm in the LA area. I've done some stand-up at, uh, you know, the major clubs in the area. Uh, I've been working at uh, a place called Flappers in Burbank a lot. I've done the Comedy Store, I've done the Ice House, um, and just trying to get on stage where I can. Yeah, I do. I, I did see a couple of your clips. I think it was through your YouTube channel. Um, <laughs> just some of the comedy I thought was really funny. But uh, what, what is your? Right. If you want to talk about the YouTube channel, because there's a what thirty or so videos on there from what I saw. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, I haven't really, like, developed my channel. I just, I'll throw up, you know, some of my comedy bits up there uh, and that sort of thing and just, like, little videos of things that are going on. But it's it's not something I maintain on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. I don't have, like, a blog or anything. <laughs> um, mostly my main presence is on either uh, Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, all right, so... And get into get into some questions. Yeah, I guess we can go get into some of the, sure. some of these questions uh, on our our Ask Genie segment here. Everyone's been waiting for, I think. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> give or take about fifteen. Um, so, however you however you can answer them, great. Um, so, you want to start off, start us off, sir? Yeah, uh, we're going to start off with KP from Instagram. Um, they said, "I'm so excited for this one. Can't wait, Dylan. What is uh, what joke have you gotten the best reaction from the audience?" Uh, what joke has got the best reaction from the audience? Um, I mean, only recent memory tends to serve right now because I did the show for uh, just over 10 years, so I'm remembering the most recent jokes. Um, I would say the one that got, the one that was getting the most consistent, uh, best response uh, was when Jasmine had rejected Aladdin and Aladdin, you know, saying, well, Genie wasn't something I said. Is it my fault? I said, no, nah, don't worry about it, Al. I know how you feel right now. Deflated. Like a <laughs> Patriots football. That was probably actually my first show. I heard that joke, and I, I died. 
I was he, like, that's perfect. That's that's awesome. Yeah, because he only so recently that saw one, it. Yeah. That one consistently got a, a pretty good laugh. And uh, when Steve Harvey did the whole thing with the uh, Miss Philippines mishap at the Miss Universe, uh, throwing that into the moment with uh, Jafar usually got a pretty good laugh. Oh, nice. So. Yeah, I, re- I rewatched the uh, last episode because I mean I-, I had to watch it via YouTube, and I those, both of those were in there, and I thought those were just golden. Those both those jokes. <laughs> so I guess the other one, yeah, we can kind of skip this right here. Um, you just kind of answered this, but uh, Brittany Aranis on Instagram just asked how long you played the genie. I didn't want to discount anyone's question, even though you just answered that. So um, I didn't know it was yeah, it was um, yeah, just ten years, uh, three months, and. 16 days, 26 days. <laughs> nice. My first day of rehearsal was September 25th, 2005, and I did the very last show on the very last day on January 10th yeah. of 2016. So, yeah, a little over 10 years and three months. So when you were naming all, like, the rest of the genies, was it just other, like, fill-ins, or? Yeah, uh, there were, uh, I think, maybe seven or eight of us mm-hmm. genies on the roster at, uh, any given time. Um, myself, I was one of the full-time genies the entire time I was there. Uh, we had other, other full-time genies come through. Of course, we couldn't work seven days, so we had you know, some guys who did it you know, a couple days a week to fill in, and then we had other guys who uh, were either just call-ins or they did other uh, tracks or roles in the show and could fill in as needed as well. Okay. Okay, good. That, that, that was on my mind, too. Like, how long did you play? Because when you named all those genies, I thought, I don't know, like, one person did it for a couple of years, and then the next one did it for a couple of years. But that's that's a lot more interesting to know that you did it the whole time. There, yeah, and there was a lot of overlap, too. I mean, you know, some of the guys were on the roster, you know, um, you know, seven, eight, nine years. I was there for ten. Some of the guys came and went even before I got there, the, you know, the two to three years before the, uh, you know, after the show opened, before I got there. You know, some genies came and went, and I didn't even ever get to meet them. So, awesome. All right. Um, from Instagram, we also have inspired by Disney said, uh, "Did you improvise some of your lines or jokes? If so, what was your f- uh, favorite improvised moment?" Um, some of the jokes did come out of improvisation. A lot of the jokes, uh, well, they might have been like you know mine specifically or whatever. Uh, I would come up with before the show. Um, and I'd try things out during the show, and if it didn't work, I'd can it or maybe rework it. But a lot of times, if it didn't work, I was never going to tell that joke again. Um, but we could, you know, we had a lot of uh, leeway to play with some stuff. Um, and some things would come out of an improv. As far as my favorite improvised moment, um, it wasn't anything that uh, stuck in the show, like became like a regular joke. But there was one time. Uh, in what we call the Jafar scene. That's where, you know, Jafar is getting his three wishes and whatever uh, from me. And uh, there was a sound cue mishap. And he, like, skipped a sound cue. And all of our mics are kind of programmed as well. So there's a part in the show where, you know, in that moment where everybody's mic is, you know, purposefully taken out, um, except for mine and I think just Jafar's at that moment. But other people still had lines. Everybody's going around saying all their lines, and nobody can really hear them because it's such a big theater. Yeah. And they can hear that they're speaking, but they might not be able to hear what they're saying. Um, and we and we do the whole bit. And Jafar asks for his first wish to be uh, the Sultan, and I say, "Fine, you're the Sultan." And 
would think you would want your first wish to be for everyone's mic to work. <laughs> nice. nice. That's good. That was, a, that was one of our questions that someone said, has there been any, like, mishaps? Uh, but yeah. we'll ask it later. Oh. I don't want to, like I said, I think it was on Facebook. But, uh, no, that's, that's, no, yeah, right here. This person right here, Wizard Mirrors Musical from Instagram. That that was one of their questions, the mishaps you kind of just answered. That's, and that you kind of have to just go off the top of that one. Oh, yeah. And there, and there are mishaps. I mean, you know, it's, it's live theater. You're doing four shows a day for, you know, 13 years. You're gonna have mishaps. Yeah. And sometimes you know, those are some the of most... Them are, some of them are a little scary. Some of them can just be, you know, funny um, that you can make a reference to. Um, I remember one time uh, one of the guys playing Aladdin uh, just kind of messed up a line and says, let me get this straight. You're giving me three points <laughs> instead of saying you're giving me three wishes uh, because he knew that I was going to say ten points for Gryffindor as my next line, and he just had that in his head. So you're going to give me three points. Wait, wishes. You said wishes, and then I had to run with that nice. for a second. So, yeah, people would mess up on lines. Um, some of our dancers played multiple parts in the show, and sometimes they'd forget, you know, which part they were doing, <laughs> depending on the performance. There'd be technical issues, you know, like I mentioned with the mic. So, yeah, there's always going to be mishaps. I'm not going to say they miss, the mishaps had all the time, but, yeah, you're going to have them. Yeah. And with what's great about, you know, a show like Aladdin, especially in a role like the genie, is you can make reference to them and you can point them out during the show and, you know, bring the audience in in that respect. There are a lot of shows where, like, you just kind of have to keep going and either pretend they didn't happen or work them in. With this one, we got to play, and the audience loved it. I definitely would love it. I don't think I've experienced a show where there was any, any kind of mishaps, but that would be... Yeah. Good. It'd be kind of interesting. <laughs> no, I mean it'd be kind of interesting if you have to, you have to like improvise and just kind of make it a little bit different until you can get you know back on the track. So, yep. <clears throat> okay, so from also from Instagram, let's see, that say Disneyland Buzz. We have let's see, did Disney offer you a role in the Frozen show? Uh, Disney did not offer any roles to anyone who did not audition for the Frozen show. So I'll put it that way. Uh, so they didn't offer me a role. I did not audition for any roles in the Frozen show. Okay. So like any other show, you know, you have to audition for a part. Yeah. And they're not just going to like straight up, you know, offer anything to anybody. So you got to audition. And I, I didn't want to audition for Frozen. Really? So as, as much as, you know, I like being at Disney, um, I'd spent enough time in that theater but I thought it was time for me to move on to do something else. Nice. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah, I did like that. And not like I'm saying, yeah, I don't want to say, like, you know, I spent enough time at the theater, I don't yeah. want to be there anymore. <laughs> it was like, you know, I I did that show, and I wanted my memory of that theater to be that show. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And I, and I like the, the last episode where you, you said you're free, and I was thinking it means, you know, more than just that ending of that performance. It's like a, I don't know if that's what, how you felt when you were, when you were saying that, but I, I felt that a little bit. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, and but it wasn't like you know I'm finally free like you know. No 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 not at all no. I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was it that was a, that was a moment too going into that show that I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to make it through without breaking or something. Yeah, because that, that was the moment. So I'm, I'm this is this is over. Mm-hmm. And I saw the the auditorium. So the person that had the, was making the video was full, like not an empty seat in the house, and uh, and I know that the last. 
I don't know if it was the last week or last month of the show that was like they were, the fast passes were that you had to get a fast pass in order to see that show. Where yeah, they were doing fast passes for like the last I think like six weeks or something of mm-hmm. the show. Wow. Yeah, and any other time you could just go get in line, and if you got there, you you got a seat. And yeah, uh, I saw the full house, and I was like, wow, that's a full house, and it's just it. it I didn't even I wasn't even there, but I almost you know I got a little choked up. Oh, this is you know a great show coming to an end, and you know everyone on stage bowing and stuff, and it was like this is. Everyone on there. Oh yeah, got to be emotional. Yeah, it was it was a very emotional day. <laughs> um, which ties into our next question: um, is most memorable show from uh, Karsten Falk? Um, yeah, I remember seeing that question. It, I mean, it has to be the last show, mm-hmm. and that's what we thought you were uh, going to say. The ones, it, like, <laughs> like like the ultimate show. I mean, it would it would have to be um, one because it was such an outstanding cast, and a lot of us, you know, were veterans and we'd all been there, you know, a while, so. It was this whole family together on stage one last time, and it was such a like a like a rock show atmosphere. I mean, the audience was you know completely pumped and excited to be there, and um, I got to do quite a few things differently that show. Um, and yeah, it was yeah that last show was probably the most memorable show. I guess that also ties into our last. You said you got to do a little bit a uh, little bit differently. Um, someone from Instagram, Debbie Ward Kennedy. Just the the question they had is, how long did it take you to memorize the entire uh, the cast list of former Aladdin, Jafar's, and Genies? Oh yes, um, <laughs> I came up with that idea. Uh, let's see, the the last show was on a Sunday. I came with that. I came up with the idea Thursday night four because I knew I wanted to do something different in that Jafar scene. Yeah. So I came up with that idea, I think, Thursday night. Um, put up the word, say, okay, I need the names of everybody who's ever played these roles. And, you know, and everybody in the cast, like, you know, filled me in on all of them. And I spent, uh, I spent Friday writing the whole uh, Jafar bit there. And it was all stuff I had never done before. And I, I think I went on for some like I think I've watched the video. I think I went on for some like seven minutes, eight minutes. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was good. Of, and everyone, of, everyone in the cast all was the just... Material, yeah. And nobody on stage knew what I was going to do. They knew I'd do something different, but nobody had an idea what it was going to be. Wow. So it was a, it was a surprise to everyone. Um, so, yeah, so I wrote it Friday, and I spent Saturday practicing it. My wife will tell you. I was walking around the house. We'd be in the car. And I'm just, I'm just like, listing the names over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Even that day, uh, you know, during the day before, you know, the shows, I'm like, okay, one more time. Go through the list. Go through the list. Go through the list. Because I didn't want to mess it up and I certainly didn't want to leave anybody out because one, once you start you you can't back out of that point. yeah yeah and everyone on stage was just they, they stayed silent you can see some of them kind of smiling and like like they, they were loving it the guy who was who did the uh, Iago you, you can mm-hmm. see his face he has like this this smile on his face like I think everyone Aladdin too and, and the Sultan were just loving what you were doing and of course I think the entire audience was loving it too but yeah, I thought that was awesome yeah, it was, it, it was, it was what my, my intention of it was, and I, I like to think that I pulled this off was I just wanted to do a tribute to the show and everybody has put so much into it. I mean, there's no way I could have listed everybody who's ever been in the show. So, I mean, so when I came up with, you know, the whole thing about, you know, making Jafar the ultimate villain and then <laughs> listing all the villains, yeah. listing all the heroes and then listing all the genies, um, that was, that was the best way I could think of to, 
just pay tribute to everyone who's given so much to this show. I mean, yes, I mentioned all those names, but that was really a dedication to all the people uh, in all the casts and all the years mm-hmm. uh, as a thank you for such an amazing experience for both audience and cast and crew and everyone. Yeah, it definitely was. That show was took me a little bit to get to actually watch it, but once I did, I think I've seen it seven or eight times now, and I recommend it to every, <laughs> you know, everybody that you know when it was going. Uh, I, I, I make a list of things that you, you know must do. Do not skip the Aladdin show. You know, get a fast pass for something. Get into the Aladdin show. It, you will not regret it. You know, you sit there for about forty-five or so minutes, maybe even an hour if you get there early, but you're not going to regret it. It's going to be a great show. <clears throat> My, it really was a great show. Very proud to be a part of it. Yeah, my my wife's uh, stepbrother, I guess uh, he he was wondering why I liked the show so much, and we recommended it to him. And then he he went for his first time in a long time to, to Disneyland, and he he watched that show for the first time, and he he sent her a message saying, "I know why he likes that show now. It's it's one of the best shows ever." So, you know, thanks for the recommendation, <laughs> kind of thing. And I was like. I you know I know what I'm talking about sometimes you know <laughs> even though it, even though it took me myself a, a little while to get in like to actually go and watch it because I always thought 45 minutes and then finally somebody you know sat me down and like I do the others is like yo go see that show you, you will love it and I did and you know never looked back watched it every time I went to the park you know after and that, that 45 minutes flies by oh it definitely does yeah oh yeah 45 minutes no it's like 20 almost but. Alright. <clears throat> then heck, you're going to spend that much time standing in a line for a ride. You might as well see a show. Exactly. That's why if you wanted to justify it for someone their first time watching it, say, go get a Fast Pass, and it's almost like you're standing in line anyway, and, you know, when it's over, your Fast Pass might be, you know, good to go. But There you I, go. Yeah. You know, so. Alright. Um, from Instagram, we also have Michelle Flores 24 She writes, uh, I'm so excited for this episode. I really missed the show. It was a, always a must-visit. Let's see. What do you miss most about this show um, or your character? I would say what I miss the most about the show is the people. Um, we we weren't just like a cast and we weren't just like um, colleagues or you know people who worked together. I mean, it was such an incredible family atmosphere uh, amongst the cast and amongst the crew. Uh, and we still, I mean, to this day, we are, we call each other our Latin family. Um, so I would say what I miss most of all is being with everyone every day. Yeah, it's almost like, a, you always know, once you end a year, you're 10 years, with most people were the same people, right? Yeah, but I mean, even people who came in in that last contract, who were there just for that last year of the show, mm-hmm. um, you know, I that was the nature of this particular group of people. I don't know what it was, but I mean, everyone was so welcoming. And once you were in, I mean, you are part of the family. Everybody got treated as such. And, um, yeah. So anybody like who knew who came in could feel like they'd been there the entire time. There was never a sense of, you know, you're the veterans, you're the newbies, whatever. It's like, no, we're all in the same boat. We're all riding the same camel. (laughs) Nice. Alright. Yes, with the cast, it's uh how long did it take you to uh let's see how long how long does it take it to make you blue? Oh, how long did it take to make me blue? Uh anywhere from forty five minutes uh would be the quickest. 
on a regular day uh, to about an hour, just over an hour. So it's on average about 50 minutes to an hour to get it all to make up. And when you were, and of course, I didn't, I didn't do it. They had uh, makeup artists come in and apply all the all the prosthetics and do all the airbrush painting and and all the highlighting and everything like that. And they're the same guys who did the um, and girls. We had so the same guys and girls who did uh, the Darth Maul over at um, uh, Jedi Training Academy when they had the Darth Maul and the Tweedles uh, at Mad Tea Party. Oh, nice! Those, yeah. So they would rotate. Nice. They would all rotate amongst those three shows. And uh, once you did it for, like, the day, you said you did, like, four, four shows a day. You just did the one time, and it's all day you stay like that? Um, we'd split the day. There were four shows in a day, and there'd be two of us there. So we'd split the day uh, two and two. One of us would do the first two. One of us would do the last two. So say if I was the first genie in, I would come in, I'd get into the makeup, I'd do the first two shows, and I'd get out of the makeup. But I would have to hang around in the off chance something happened to the second genie and they had to put me back into the makeup which happened only one time the entire time I was there okay and so basically when you you get there early morning or whatever it is and that your shift is just all day and then you you so you, you basically for the last two shows you're just kind of hanging out no matter what like every day that you were there yeah I, I'm you know you're on standby just in case something happens okay that that, ca- that question like came that, to us one, from... one time it actually did what like uh, I don't I mean are you allowed to answer what happened or? Um, yeah, sure. Um, during uh, the third performance of the day, so that was the second genie of the day. Uh, the actor playing the genie in the middle of the friend like me number had like uh, done something where he like pulled a muscle or like tore like a little muscle like in his calf, and he couldn't. walk. he just like stepped funny or something, and it just tweaked his leg, and he couldn't stand up or walk or anything. So they had to stop that show and, of course, cancel it, um, take him out of the makeup, you know, get him seen by a by a doctor and whatever. And in the meantime, they throw me back into the makeup so I can do the last show of the day. Oh, all right. Nice. Huh. I mean, that's not nice, but it's interesting to know that, you know, it did happen at once. Right. And it's happened, too, where, you know, even if it's not, not even being on standby, where, you know, like something will happen where it's like, hey, uh, we don't have enough coverage or somebody called in, somebody's sick. And they can't do it. You have to do all four, so you do all four. Yeah, that fourth show was hard. Three shows I can, three shows I could do. That fourth show, I was tired. <laughs> well, you figure that's a long day. It's like the first show is usually what twelve forty-five, and the last one's at like eight or nine. So yeah, if, I mean, say, say if I did all four shows a day, I would be there. If the first show was twelve forty-five, I was there uh, at eleven fifteen in the makeup chair by eleven thirty. So it would be done by twelve thirty. Um, and if I did all four shows and the last show was like what around six thirty, I'd probably walk out of the theater around eight or so once I'd gotten out of makeup and cleaned up and everything. Yeah. All right. Oh, that, that came to us from Kate Ham. By the way, I didn't read the name earlier, but uh, interesting. Really interesting. I'm sure she'll be glad about that. Uh, you at the next one, sir? Yeah. On also on Instagram, three seven three crazy says, "What was your favorite thing to do on stage?" What was my favorite thing to do off stage? On stage. Oh, on stage. Oh, like like my favorite part of the show or something like that? I think it's up for interpretation, uh, <laughs> but I, if you want to go that my route. My favorite that, thing to do on stage. That sounds great. Um, what was your favorite part of the show, I guess, to, to perform? I mean, honestly, I mean, the cave scene, like the genie reveal and doing Friend Like Me was a lot of fun. And, of course, uh, 
the Jafar scene, like I mentioned, where Jafar asks for his three wishes and you kind of do that yeah. uh, riff of jokes with him. That was always a lot of fun. Um, so I always knew I'd have fun in those parts. But I mean, the whole show was so much fun to do. I mean, I, there, there wasn't ever a scene where it's like, well, I hate doing this scene or anything like that. It was always so much fun. Yeah. Plus, because it changed up so much, not just because, you know, I could change things, but you're working with different performers all the time. You know, there was never like a set cast. So okay. you could have, you know, different Aladdins or different Jasmines or whatever during the show. So you would get a different dynamic. Hmm. And the nature of the show, you get the opportunity to uh, have things shift a little bit. So if you're open to things being different and just being in that moment, there are a lot of like real moments that can come out that end up being, you know, a lot more fun. Like if a scene becomes completely like rote and you're doing it on autopilot or whatever, something could happen. You're just like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. We're actually like creating something here or whatever. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, I, I hate to sound like I'm trying to be politically correct or whatever here, but I mean, the whole show was just yeah. so much fun to do. There was never a part of it that I didn't enjoy. Perfect. Yeah, uh, with that, uh, we did have another question from Dapper J that said, have you had any bloopers yourself? Oh, of course not. I was perfect the entire <laughs> time. Not once did I ever make a mistake. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I uh, well, like I said, sometimes, you know, you do it enough, you go on autopilot. And there are a couple times where... Um, I would forget where I was, I'd forgotten where I was, or I jumped ahead in a line or something like that, uh, and you'd have to kind of scramble to get back on track. But as far as, like, anything technical or anything like that, um, that never happened to me. Like, I, like personally, my own bloopers. So, yeah, my own my own personal bloopers would be just me messing up a line or forgetting a joke, or I've tripped over my tongue a couple times trying to get a joke out and just going, you know what, forget it, I'm not, I'm not even going to try <laughs> <laughs> and it was a great thing about that show too is that if I messed up a joke, I'd be like, you know what? I'm, I'm just, forget it. you all get that I'm supposed to tell a joke there, and I just can't get it out, so yeah. I'm just not. <laughs> and you can address that honestly with the audience, and they love it. They do. I was going to say that, like, you could do almost whatever you wanted if you, you like you said, started tripping up. That you know, people would, <clears throat> even if it's on purpose or not, you know, people would, would love it more because improv is just. I mean, once you roll with it, it's just. And the genie made, made up jokes, and he. It was always fresh, so it was like, maybe that's how it was supposed to be, but either way, it was hilarious. And I think that's what I liked most about the character, <laughs> is that the show was could be always different, and there was, it seemed like there was a lot of flexibility with, with the jokes and things like that, so it was always a fresh, new show. Oh, sure, yeah. There were, I mean, there were certain places, you know, where you could always put something new in. I mean, of course, certain places you had to, you know, make sure you pulled that part of the story, you, you know, yeah. said certain lines. Sometimes your line, sometimes some of our lines are like actual cues for uh, you know technical things to happen. So you have to say certain things okay. at a certain place at a certain time. So there are points in the show where you can add jokes or put things like that in, and we knew where those were. And of course, there were parameters as to the type of jokes you could tell or whatever. I likened it to um, the Autopia cars over at Disneyland that I had this leeway. But I'm still definitely on a track. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Let's see. This one kind of ties into something you asked earlier or answered earlier. Sorry. Uh, the real Samantha Lynn writes, "What was your favorite scene to act in Aladdin?" The show. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of have to say the same answer. I yeah. mean, 
the opening scene where I do the three wishes and the, all that and get a friend like me and telling those jokes and singing the song and then uh, the scene with Jafar and getting to tell those jokes um, uh, were probably my favorite, but I mean, each scene had something in it that I just really loved doing, you know, depending upon what it was. Uh, and that even was one thing, like several things, like moments that I just loved playing. So... I mean, that's definitely one of my favorite all-time Disney songs anyway. And that scene, it, they, the way they do the stage, because the curtain comes up and then you got the steps, that right there right uh-huh. is just, I love that. And I posted that picture too on Instagram because that, that was one of my favorite scenes of the of the show. Yeah, I remember when I when I got hired in, uh, I you know, and I got hired as the genie, and I had not seen the show before uh, I got the part. Uh, so it was, I think, maybe our second day of rehearsal um we all went over and watched the show and i saw that moment too just how that number kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and then the stairs came out and all the lights and everything and i thought oh this is going to be so much fun i couldn't wait yeah it almost looks like when you're walking down the stairs i'm like hopefully he doesn't you know trip or anything i mean i mean glad that never happened but it almost looked like you could Oh, well, you know, now that you mentioned that, you mentioned bloopers, I did trip going up the stairs once. Hmm. All right. Um, Because you're wearing these big, puffy MC Hammer pants and those, you know, curly, pointy shoes. They're going to get caught. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, once I'm running up the stairs to get my hat and cane or whatever, uh, I tripped and fell down on the stairs. Yeah. I didn't, like, roll down, but tripped, (laughs) fell, got back up, and ran up again. Yeah, because I saw the so, yeah the, what you're wearing. I was like, that that seems like I probably couldn't do it going down the stairs because you're like you're kind of kicking the legs too, and I'm like, it's each step is like, you know, seems oh, yeah. it seems dangerous. Cause I don't think you're looking at the steps. You're looking, I think, at the crowd at that point. Oh, oh and that that reminds me of another blooper too. So just to kind of go back mm-hmm. in that same number because we had the hats and we had the canes, uh, and there were parts where I'm pointing the cane to one side and I point the cane to the other side. Well, we had these grips, you know, sprayed onto our gloves. Because you know, otherwise things were slippery. Well, I had a glove that didn't, you know, the, a lot of the grip had worn off. So I, you know, moved my cane to like gesture to one side of the, you know, the stage, and the cane just goes flying out of my hand. <laughs> Almost gets a couple dancers, and you hear it clattering around on the stage. Oh, I thought I was going to kill somebody. <laughs> I'm sure the audience would have loved that. They would have caught it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, all right. From Instagram, we also have jpity 23 he says, how hard was it to channel Robin Williams uh, for the whole thing and also trying to add your own flair to it? Um, I would say we didn't actually channel Robin Williams. Uh, that was kind of like the direction from the beginning is that you are not Robin Williams. Um, you are the genie. Uh, so the idea was to make the character your own. Uh, and, I, and I think that's what a lot of us did. I mean, you'll notice too, because of course, well, you know, even the jokes were different. If you saw different genies, the different genies' interpretation of that character was slightly different. I mean, while we still had, of course, like what Robin Williams was able to do and make all the pop culture references and, you know, jump back and forth in time or whatever, break the fourth wall and whatnot, that was about, I think, the extent of any sort of similarity to what, to what Robin you know, brilliantly did hmm. uh, when he did the movie. Um, but really, I always said that the genie was kind of like an ex- a very exaggerated version of yourself. Um, so you could really see what people's 
I think personalities were like when you watch them do the gene because they were very much exaggerated person, um, versions of themselves. Um, so yeah, I, I think that was most of it. It was, it was like really bringing yourself into the role as opposed to trying to uh, emulate or imitate what uh, Robin did. Because as, as much as you know myself and you know, some of the other guys have been you know compared to him and as humbling and wonderful as that is, I, I don't think any of us can. You know, ever hope to live up to the gold standard that he set for that? Yeah, that's a good point. Cool. Yeah. All right. Another <clears> question <throat> from Disneyland Inside Out from Disney Mama. She says, um, "Will Mr. White be working on any other Disney projects?" And then also, I enjoyed watching the Aladdin every year we went. My kiddos were sad to see it go. Thanks for the laughs. Oh, I'm sad to see it go too. <laughs> but I'm glad they enjoyed it so much. Uh, will I be working on any other Disney projects? Was that the question? Yes. Um, I'm still technically a Disney cast member, uh, but I don't have anything in you know coming down the pipeline at the moment. Okay. But uh, if the right thing comes along and it's a fit for me and Disney wants me to do it, I would happily jump back in there. Awesome. Nice. Um, I guess my question is real quick to you. Um, you go back, like you cast member. You go back, uh, obviously, for free. How often do you go back to the parks? Um, haven't been back a lot uh, since the show closed. Um, I mean, I've I've gone in there for you know a couple like you know businessy cast member type of things mm-hmm. and gone around and said hi to some people and whatever. And I did a couple. Spe- I've done a couple special events. I'll host special events there on occasion. So I've done that. But as for being like just a guest yeah. in the park, uh, we. I've been there once as a guest since the show closed, and that was for my wife's birthday. Um, and then we're actually going again, uh, actually this coming Saturday. I think when this is going to air, I will actually be at Disneyland. Oh, wow. Nice. Perfect. So, Do you plan to see the Frozen show if you haven't already? I have not yet seen it. I do plan on seeing it. Uh, I won't be seeing it uh, this time around when I'm going to the park. Okay. Um mostly because uh, you know, we're going with the family and uh, they're also kind of just like, well, I don't want to go to the theater if you're not there. <laughs> um, and, and since we don't go that often really anymore, uh, they want to get in like all of their favorite stuff because we're just going for the day. So we're right. trying to hit uh, all the things that we can. But uh, I myself, I will, I'm planning on going myself to come, you know, see the show, one to see the show, to see, you know, what's in there and what's put me out of work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's new? Uh, uh, and also, too, because uh, I have quite a few friends in the Frozen show. I mean, some of the people from Aladdin ha- did indeed uh, audition and get cast in the Frozen show. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, their work and supporting them in the show. Cool. I think that'll be a lot of fun. What also be interesting, too, is you seeing it from the other side. I mean, you said you saw it yeah. before you got the role, but it's been so long you were up on the stage watching the stage. I think that's got to be... Interesting, at least. It's almost like seeing... Yeah, and I, and I, I'd sat in the audience, to, and I'd watch, I'd watch the Aladdin show you know, oh, okay. Okay. after that, too. I mean, you know, a few times you know, throughout the run, uh, there'd be times like, you know, where I said where I'd be on like standby in the afternoon yeah. every once in a while, I might go out and I'd watch a show. Or when the new cast, would, when we'd have new cast members come in, uh, we would all, just whoever wasn't in the show to give them the support and give them the love we'd all go out and watch the show and cheer them on and everything like that so I've gotten to see it several times okay. you know as an audience member 
Okay, I wasn't sure if, like you had to, if you were watching from the back. When I know you were on standby, you mentioned that. I just wasn't sure where you were uh, when when that was going oh, on. Oh, we were we were uh, we were downstairs underneath the stage, underneath the theater in our in our break spaces and everything like that. So, hmm. all right, you got the next one. Yes, hello, Poppet from Disneyland Inside Out um, is asking. Uh, I wonder how hard it was to get the role of genie. And if he had to have a college degree or advanced background in music and dance, uh, don't have to have a college degree to get the to get the role, um, or you know to do any sort of performing. Really, you don't need the college degree for that. Uh, certainly, having a background in musical theater helped a lot. Um, as for how hard it was to get the role, I'd actually auditioned for it once before and didn't get it. Oh wow! Um, so it was the second time I auditioned uh, that I got the role, and it was uh, the audition process was going in. Um, I got to do a couple, you know, scenes from the show. They gave me a script. Um, I had to sing a song of my own, and then sing a "Friend Like Me" from the show. They gave me that music. I had to learn a dance combination uh, for uh, the Prince Ali song. Um, and there, there was, of course, you know, I think I went through two callbacks for that before I got cast. Wow. So hmm. it's it's like any it's like any other show out there. So if, if this is coming from a person who wants to know what this is like, if they've auditioned for a show or done the end of the show, it's really no different than that. What led you to uh, audition for that part? It looked like a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, it. I mean... It, it, I mean, it's what I do, you know, as a performer. Yeah. So when I'm looking for other opportunities, and that opportunity came up, I mean, that it just looked like that would be so much fun to do, and I was right. No, it it definitely looked like you were having fun every single time. To me, I mean, you you're you're the one doing it. I'm just the audience member. I would think that would be I would love my job. I mean, I, I know you did, but uh, I don't know if I'd get tired, but I probably would because I'm not the one doing. it. I'm just yeah. watching. It just looked like <laughs> a lot of fun, like a lot of fun to do and. You know, just be improv, make up the jokes. That's my favorite part of it is when you can just make up the the jokes as you go, and the audience is just loving it because I loved it every time. Well, I, I think that's part of the reason the show had a lot of staying power, and why you know the audience got such a great sense of it. Because, like I mentioned before, how there was this you know sense of family amongst the cast. Uh, I think the fact that we were all having fun doing the show and having fun working together, I think that comes across, and the audience picks up on that too. That they're having fun watching us having fun. Yeah. And I, and I mentioned it, we did an episode on the actual railroad. We went to Disneyland back in September, which is the last time I got to watch the show, and we, we mentioned it. I was like, we just got done watching the Aladdin show, and I think that if they, and my, my, my comment was, that I think that if they ever replaced the show, it should be like a genie spinoff, and I kid you not, a day, <laughs> a day after we recorded that episode, they I heard the announcement, they were changing it to the Frozen and I'm like, did I do that oh, yeah. to my, my psychic? Did I, I, did I know they were changing the show? <laughs> so it's and... your fault. You did it. <laughs> so Great. I was, I was now like, I know. <laughs> uh, Genie Spectacular. Or something. Just like some sort of spinoff, I think that would have been you know, great as well. So. so let's see. Also from Disneyland Inside Out, we have E-Ticket. Uh, this is kind of a repeat uh, question from later on. We have another one from Facebook. So E-Ticket and then Facebook, we have Bryant asking... If you had a group of writers, or did you make up the jokes? Uh, no, we made up the jokes ourselves. When I say we, I mean the genies. Okay. Um, yeah. some, some of the jokes, I mean, some of my jokes I came up with, you know, myself. I would say most of the jokes were mine. Um, 
And some of the other genies would tell different jokes than I told. Those would be their jokes. And some of them we shared. Uh, we would do a thing where we would check in with each other during the day or whatever when we were working together and say, hey, are you doing anything new? Um, this is going on. Are you making a joke about this? And we'd talk about that and see what works and try to help each other craft those jokes. But then we had this, uh, this rule that if one of us came up with a joke uh, no, and we all liked that joke, so, ooh, that's a great joke, I want to tell that joke. The rule was no other genie could tell that joke until the guy who came up with it got to do it on stage first. Nice. One, it was kind of like a nice honorable thing to honor the guy who came up with the joke. And two, if the joke tanked, yeah. you knew not <laughs> you, to tell that joke. I was thinking about that, too. <laughs> if it tanks, you don't want, like, you don't want to go out there and do good it. Good job. We'll let you take the hit. <laughs> I'm not going to tell that joke. I guess tying into that, what was the first one you ever made up? I guess as far as pop culture goes, like the the timely jokes. Oh, what was the first joke I made up? Man, that's that's now almost going on eleven years ago. Yeah, uh, I don't remember the the very first joke I made up. I I do remember doing um, jokes about. You remember Sanjaya from American Idol? Yes. I remember doing a Sanjaya joke. I don't exactly remember what it was, but hmm. if I'm going to go back that far, that's one of the first things I remember. Okay. But I have no idea what my first okay. made-up joke was. I'm not, I'm not sure if it was yours or not, but I remember when the whole Taylor Swift thing was going on with Kanye. It was, uh, I think it was Aladdin was proposing to Jasmine, and then you, Jeannie took the microphone and said, I'm going to let you finish in a minute, but... Beyonce. Oh yeah, the Kanye West uh, <laughs> yeah. Taylor Swift thing. Yeah, that was the first one I ever heard. That was in, in reference to pop culture, and, and since then I was hooked. When was that? Oh nine? Uh, am I just? Is that the right year? That sounds about right. Whenever that, that was. That sounds about right. Yeah, maybe oh eight or nine. Yeah. So from there, I was a uh, I was hooked on the show, and then it just kept going from there. And I remember there was an Avatar joke in there. <laughs> that was definitely. Oh yeah, I told uh, I told an Avatar joke, and yeah. Let's see. Yeah, it was it was great to just have that luxury and that freedom to be able to you know change it up and keep it current. Yeah, that's that's what was great about the show. That's why whenever if you did mess up, it's like they're just trying something new and love it. Improv, like like I said, I love it. Can't get enough. Um, from Facebook, we have James Morton. Let's see, we kind of already answered this question, but uh, he says, "What are you doing now that you're not the genie?" Like I said, we answered that a couple of times earlier in the show, but I wanted to read his question anyway for the, for the shout out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Once again, I'm just, uh, uh, performing where I can, getting up on stage where I can. And I'm, uh, like I said, I'm also working on another book. I have a, uh, adult, uh, paranormal romance trilogy that I've written, uh, that's available now. And I'm working on a young adult, uh, sci-fi action adventure that I'm, uh, hoping to have released ideally by Halloween. So <laughs> I'm doing a lot of writing as well. Where can we find those books? Uh, you'll be able to find links to all of them, actually, through my website, which is www.dylanwhite.com. And the links uh, to the books, they're available at all the online digital retailers, um, including links to where you can get paperbacks of those books. Uh, if you just follow, uh, like a, seriously, it's like one or two clicks on the website, and you can find out uh, where to get them all. But if you go to dylanwhite.com, you can find where to get my books, and Sign up for my uh, mailing list, so when I get my new uh, book, The Orion Abduction, released, I'll have advanced copies available for up for grabs, too. Cool. So hopefully people will read those and enjoy those. Nice. Yeah, and I'll, I'll put those links, too, when I post this show. I'll, I'll, put the, I'll add the links on there so everyone can find those as well. Awesome. Thank you. 
Yeah, I think that was a, the list of our questions. We have a couple of comments, but uh, I think that was a list of our questions. Did you have any other ones personally? Uh, personally, I think I think that's about it for me as far as questions go. He, he definitely answered one of my ones earlier, but uh, so I didn't even really have to ask it. Yeah. Um, we have uh, a couple of comments from Instagram. Cat writes, that's so awesome. Can't wait for this episode. Miss watching the Aladdin show. I think that's like the, the consensus, consensus from yeah. everyone. It's. I think we talked about that too in our other show. Like everyone's kind of uh, choked up about it. Um, also, Philly Pums, I love the show. My girlfriend and I went last year. This was the one she wanted not to miss. Uh, wanted to not miss, I should say. Love the genies. Uh, up-to-date pop culture jokes, which... Who doesn't? <laughs> exactly. Uh, from Disneyland Inside Out, Maria C. writes, I love the show. Or, sorry, I missed the show. Sorry, I read that wrong. I can't read. Um, I'm that, sure she loved the show, too. <laughs> exactly. You miss it, you... <laughs> <laughs> miss it, you love it. Sometimes I just read things, because that's how I want them to be read, <laughs> and I stumble over it. And then <laughs> I just I just announce that I can't read, so everyone's like, okay, I understand you can't read. But... Uh, <laughs> These next two are you, sir. That's fine. Uh, from Facebook, we have Nicolette. She said, can't wait. Love the genie. My most memorable moment was when I saw it with my mom, and we sat close to the front. And when she saw, uh, when the show came back from intermission, that's weird, I turned and saw Aladdin coming down uh, the aisle riding the elephant. Pretty cool. Intermission meaning Not changing sure. the stage? Maybe. Um, intermission. I mean, we didn't have an intermission. There might have been... There might have been like a technical glitch where we had to like pause the show for a moment, maybe. Possibly, yeah. But there wasn't an intermission, so that yeah. might have happened, or it was just like the break in between the two musical numbers or two something. Two scenes, yeah. Um, and then also from Facebook, Amanda says, "I think my favorite thing about the genie was always how witty he was, and how his jokes changing kept the show fresh and spontaneous. It was a wonderful tribute to Robin Williams, who originated the role." and yet very much an original portrayal of the character. I think my favorite joke ever was this was to Jafar when he said the Lady Gaga wanted her outfit back. That was one of mine. Nice. So yay. Perfect. I'm so happy she liked that one. <laughs> well, the, the, Jafar, the, the Jafar one's in the last one, like you mentioned earlier about the... You were talking about all the other Disney villains he was, and he said he had Male- Maleficent's dress. I can't even talk. I can't talk and I can't read, but uh, that was pretty Yeah, they're, not, they're supposed to be stoic, and you know they don't have any lines, so they don't talk back. And But it was really fun if you came up with a great line that uh, kind of made them giggle and break character a little bit, and the audience always loved that, too, You know, watching them try to hold it together. Yeah. <laughs> and was the We Will Rock You, was that right on the spot, or was that planned? Hmm? I'm you, sorry, say that again? When you, were, when you you pointed to Jafar for Boo and then pointed to yourself for the cheers and you made it into the We Will Rock You? Oh, yes, yes. Was that like on the spot or was that already like a, a planned thing? That was that was a planned thing. Um, that was something I... That was the one thing in that entire run uh, that I had actually ever done before. Everything up to that point was entirely new. Uh, but that little thing to the We Will Rock You was something... Uh, I would do uh, on very rare occasions, especially if we had a very rowdy audience, and it was a great way to, you know, get one last hype out of the crowd and and wrap up that whole bit. So yeah, so I, I've done that one a few times before. That, but like I said, that was the only the only thing in that whole riff on that last show that I'd ever done before. Everything else was completely new. Wow, All right, that's awesome. I probably had seen it before and just I didn't remember, but it just it seemed like it was just right on the spot because the crowd was. 
you're like the bad guy gets booed and everyone's booing and then you, you the good guy gets cheered and I was like and then he you went into that and I was like maybe that was on the spot because it was almost perfect. And I'm yeah, sure I knew where I was going. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I, yeah. I'd map that whole thing out. Yeah, and I'm sure everyone in the, in the audience was uh, on board with that. There's not there wasn't a single person that just didn't get involved. I imagine in the, uh, in the crowd. Well, I, I, yeah, I think everybody you know chimed in at that moment. I mean, it was such. I mean, what a, I mean, what an incredible crowd that was. They were all just so pumped to be there. And when the curtain came down, everyone yeah. like was clapping, and I'm like, "Are they going to bring it back up one last time?" And because everyone just, I think, st- stuck around in the auditorium, maybe, maybe waiting for that. I don't know. Um, well, we did do one little extra bow in that last show. Uh, when we brought the curtain back up, you'll notice there were a whole bunch more people on stage. Uh, that was all the uh, cast who had been there that day who weren't in that last show, uh, crew members who were able to come out on stage. Uh, we'd invited some other cast members, um, who, you know, who were there visiting and were, you know, were going to go to the farewell party that night, mm-hmm. you know, if they were able to, to be there. They were able to come out on stage. So it was like one last little tribute to the show. It was after the lights turned off or was that? Because I know the lights turned off for 20 seconds of that and then they came back on and I saw the, a second bow. Yeah. Nice. All right. You got anything else, sir? That's all I got. Do you want to talk about uh, anything else before we get out of here, sir? Are you asking me? Yep. Yep. Oh, <laughs> um, I, I think we pretty much hit on everything. I mean, you know, we've talked about the show a lot. I was really happy to answer, you know, all the fan questions and get all those great comments. And um, I'm, I'm just so happy and pleased and touched how much everybody has loved the show it's been great still getting people reaching out to me on facebook and instagram you know telling me how much they love the show and um i've even you know had the opportunity at some like my stand-up shows and things like that to actually meet some of the people who you know saw me from a distance on stage to actually get to talk to them that's always been great so yeah yeah and i'm i'm happy if anybody you know messages me if you know if i you know and has questions about the show or whatever i'm happy to reply because, I mean, I couldn't have done what I did, and none of us could have done what we did without the people uh, who loved the show loving the show so much. So, I mean, so I'm more than happy to, as a thank you to them, one, to, to have kept doing the show would have been a nice thank you, yeah. but two, just to, you know, be available. So, I'm going to go, well, I'll, I'll be in October. I'll be in uh, California in October. I'm hoping, I mean... I get to go see you. We were there for a whole week, and the whole week is not uh, uh, planned. Everything's not planned, so uh, I'll probably talk to my wife and try to see if we can go see you somewhere. If hopefully you'll be performing somewhere in there, because we're gonna be in in between San Diego and Anaheim area. So I'm, I'm willing to. Drive oh yeah, well, however far it yeah, is. Yeah, I am. Shoot me a message. I mean, you know, and of course I'm always posting about it on either Facebook or Instagram or on my website so if, if I'm performing somewhere I'm certainly telling people about yeah, it I'm always seeing those and I'm like I wish I lived in LA at least you know or visiting LA at least right now just to go go to that show because I mean, we're, we're over in Phoenix uh, Arizona and it's it's a six hour drive to get there but if I'm out yeah, in LA that's the way. yeah but yeah no I'm definitely going to go see and we're also going to go to Universal too so uh, that'll be interesting you know, to see all that stuff the new stuff yeah, that's that's amazing up there too. I mean, what they've done with the Wizarding World of Harry Potter—it's it's beautiful. It's especially if you're a fan of Harry Potter. I mean, it's it's astounding. See, I'm it's, I'm it's not. It's so it's but it's so immersive mm-hmm. and yeah, it's and detailed. It's, it's terrific. 
my wife's a big Harry Potter fi- fan. I'm not, but I'm still excited to go see it, what they've done. Cause I've seen videos and all the stuff that they've put together. I just I can't I can't wait to go see it. I'm not even the biggest Harry Potter fan. Like she is though, so she's gonna. She's gonna, gonna be. It. It's gonna oh, be, she's gonna lose her mind. She really <laughs> she's is. gonna lose her mind. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait. So, all right. So, like I said, I'll post all the links and everything when we when I post the show. And I know there's not really links on Instagram, but I'll still put them out there. The website and uh, Facebook and all the uh, Twitter, all the other social medias we have for your your website and everything. Really, <laughs> your Instagram even. Right. So, it's been awesome. fun, man. We appreciate you taking the time to talk to us about this this was this was great well thank you for reaching out to me and asking me to do this i had a lot of fun i'm i'm, I'm happy to be able to do it no problem i'm, I'm glad you said yes because i was like i'm gonna reach out and see <laughs> and see and, and you said yes and i was like i cannot Perfect. wait i cannot wait for this so <laughs> um, we do thank you and you are free oh, thank you <laughs> this is fun and right. get to reminisce and walk down memory lane a little bit exactly um, all right, sir. Thank you. Hey, thank you, guys. This has been a lot of fun. Nice. Have See a good night. night. Man, that was Dylan White, as everyone knows, aka the genie. Not the genie. I keep I keep saying that, but it's just genie is his name. Is also what he is. Genie. Genie. Uh, everyone knows that. Uh, great, great time. Um, Living memory lane. Imagine what it was like for him because he was, you know, part of the show. Like I said, I watched that last episode uh, via YouTube, and it was just—it was a little bit of a tearjerker. I would have loved to be in the audience on that last show. Yeah, that would have been awesome. So, pretty sweet. Um, all right, guys. Before we head back to Main Street, we have a couple more things to talk about. Uh, you're up, Hyper. Yeah. Again, we'll talk about the uh, Disneyland Inside Out app. If you have not gotten that yet, definitely check that out. It's very useful um, when you're at the parks or planning vacation. Uh, so definitely check that out at the um, at your app store. Um, and speaking of planning vacation, check out MagicalPartnersTravel.com or check them out on that Disneyland Inside Out app. They're offering free quotes for anybody who's looking to book a vacation. So uh, just definitely check them out. Tell them all aboard sent you and get that eye on the price guarantee. Definitely. Um, all right, guys. We're going to go ahead and get out of here, head back to Main Street. Uh, come see us again in two weeks. Uh, don't know what we're going to do, but uh, I know it's going to be awesome like it is every other week now. <laughs> It's, I've, got, I've got used to that. So uh, um, thank you guys for listening, and uh, see you guys in two weeks. Switch on the sky and the stars glow for you.